0: Hi friends, today I want to talk to you about something very, very important. The reason I decided to talk to you today about this is because we are in the middle of a political season. Recently, we had the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which was seen as a historic victory for the Christian community. How should we think about this issue?
1: They started having legal abortions. Uh, As far as my research, there were 744,000 that were aborted in the 70s. In the 90s, it more than doubled that it was like a hundred one million five hundred and some thousand now we're a lot higher than that right now so it's increasing with supposedly popularity whatever you want to call it but it's uh, something that I think needs addressed because people are not taking it as seriously I think as they should take it because you know you're taking a human life
0: So I want you to think about something today in regard to this practice and how barbaric it is. If you've never seen videos, look them up, of doctors poking and prodding an unborn baby in the womb, pulling it apart while the baby flinches and reacts, trying to remove itself from the danger. And then there's the practice of partial birth abortion in which a doctor crushes the skull of a partially born human child.
1: Partial abortion is in some cases where they pull the whole baby out and leave the head in the mother. They shove a scissors in the back of its neck into its brain and that's how they kill it. And so that the mother don't hear it screaming and neither do the doctors. Then they take the baby out. But the thing that gets me is, today they're always talking about what happened in Israel and about them burning the babies and cutting off the heads of the babies and everything else. And it's not abortion. These are babies that have one or two years old and they're up in arms about that so what's the difference between what they're doing in israel and what they're doing here as far as abortion is concerned i know it's more barbaric over there but still they're taking in some states and taking the baby out of the mother laying the baby next to her and saying do you want to keep this baby or we'll get rid of it and they kill it if she says she don't want it so why isn't that murder? Why, why is, is that okay to do that?
0: So now that you have those things to consider, I want you to think about the reasons people might get an abortion and partake in this incredibly barbaric practice. First, you have the media telling women that this is about their reproductive rights, along with Hollywood expanding upon this myth that we need to exercise our sexual freedom. But what's the truth? And why should someone take A life? Should they take it for convenience? Should they take it because they're too young? Should they take it because they might not have enough money? Should they take it because they don't like the person that they're having the baby with? What reason could someone possibly give in a day and age when so many options of contraception are available to everyone? In addition to that, we all have the choice, the human choice, using our own free will to decide if we're going to have sex or not. In truth, we are all free people, and we make our decisions every day. What those who are fighting for abortion are saying to our women, our families, and our young people is that we can have freedom without any moral responsibility. And friend, that option does not exist. God gave us freedom, but those freedoms need to be lived out with his character in our lives.
1: My personal opinion is a lot of people think it's contraception instead of using, you know, either pills or without going into graphic detail what to use and how to use it. But the bottom line to it is this. They have to think of what they're going to do now, like even in a case of rape. okay, I in one way kind of understand why they would want abortion. But here's the other side of that coin. How do you know that God doesn't want you to have that child? I mean, I realize for nine months she's going to be carrying a baby that's going to remind her if she gets, her belly gets bigger and so on, that she got raped. But how do you know that God doesn't want that child in this world? And I mean, I know it comes in in bad circumstances, but still, why uh, wouldn't you want to go and do that? And I've heard women say, I can't stand it. I can't let this thing grow inside of me. They think of it as a thing. You don't know, think of it as a human being that has a soul and a spirit and it's, you know, it's alive in there. It's heart beating. And and I don't know. I, I'm not a woman. I've never been raped. I mean, I would know what mentally they go through and I would feel very sorry for them uh, going through that. But you got to look at it from the baby's perspective. What did the baby do wrong? Nothing. And shouldn't the baby have a chance to live its life and to be a human, you know, be born and 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 start out its life on this earth i mean what right do we have to say we're going to take this baby's life
0: one of the things the extreme left won't tell you in their assertion that this is all about protecting women are the negative effects that abortion has on both women And men. Some statistics suggest that up to 90% of women still have negative emotional effects associated with their abortion 20 years later. And I've known both men and women who struggled with the negative emotional effects of having had or paid for an abortion. In one instance, an aged man confessed his sin to me, having paid for his girlfriend's abortion some 40 years ago. That is what the media won't tell you. Women and men,
1: years later, regretting what they did and that they feel that it's a sin and that and I do know a woman, I've known her for years, and her husband made her get an abortion. The child probably right now would be about 26 years old. It's a female, and or was a female, and she knew the birth date. She knew basically what she thought the weight was going to be of the baby. She remembered everything. And every time that date would roll around, when I seen her, I couldn't figure out, because I didn't you know, keep it in mind... But she'd be very down and I say what's wrong Are you okay And she goes well this is the day that I would have had and she named the child by name and th- this would have been her name this this is her birthday she's gonna be this old but she had the abortion because her husband wanted her to do that and I know it affects women probably more than men but it does affect them and uh, they you got to understand this is something that is not right Are you going to use this just to go ahead and have free sex? Or are you going to think about what your future might bring down the road?
0: Now, I want you to pause here for a minute, because our intent in talking to you about this today isn't just to make you feel bad. It's not scare tactics. It's because I care about you. And it's because we know God has a plan for your life. We know that God created people in his image, and what this is all about is our responsibility as people. So what does this issue say about our responsibility? I think one of the biggest lies that's perpetuated about Christians and their belief on the issue of abortion is that we're trying to take freedom away from people. Nothing could be farther from the truth. What we are trying to do is give people true freedom and help them understand and be able to express themselves as God's true image in the world. So why is it that something like this should be legislated against? Why is it that a person's freedoms should be seemingly infringed upon? Well, it's because the Bible teaches that we have a responsibility as human beings. We all have a sin nature, and the reason we need laws and rules in society is because we, as people, all of us, every day, break the rules, and we need laws to have a civilized culture. It's just the nature of things, this side of eternity. Why should we stand up for the unborn? Because nobody else is standing up for them today. As free and rational adults, we have the ability to say yes or no to sex, We have the ability to use or not use contraception, and we shouldn't make something like this, which should be a nuclear option, into an easy and accessible form of birth control. We need to stand up for the rights of those who don't even have the ability to speak for themselves. And I'm going to give you reasons from the Bible and church history as to why this is an issue that all Christians should stand up for. So I wanna make this connection for you today, that abortion is just a modern form of pagan child sacrifice. Now you may respond by saying, Pastor AJ, I go to church. Pastor AJ, I'm a Christian man or woman. But I'm gonna say to you that if you are a Christian man or woman, then you will do what's right. And I'm going to also ask you this question. Would Jesus or the Holy Spirit ever encourage you to have an abortion? Would Jesus or the Holy Spirit ever create a law that makes things unfair for the unborn? Take a look at some of these passages and see if you can make the same connections that I am. You shall not give any of your offspring to offer them to Molech. You shall not profane the name of your God. I am the Lord Leviticus eighteen twenty one. There shall not be found among you any who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Deuteronomy eighteen ten. But they mingled with the nations and learned their practices, and served their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. Psalm one hundred six thirty five through thirty eight. Speaking of Israel, he says, You who inflame yourselves among the oaks under every luxuriant tree, who slaughter the children in the ravines under the clefts of the crags. Isaiah 57.5 And of course, we have the most famous examples of infant slaughter in the Bible in the book of Exodus and during Jesus' birth, when it was clear that God's great enemy was trying to snuff out his seed in the world. But it doesn't just stop there. Christians have historically looked at life as beginning in the womb. In fact, for nearly all of church history, people have valued life. You can look at Augustine or Clement or John Calvin or Martin Luther and countless others who value life. Look at this quote from a John Calvin. The fetus, though enclosed in the womb of its mother, is already a human being, and it is almost a monstrous crime to rob it of life which it has not yet begun to enjoy. If it seems more horrible to kill a man in his own house than in a field, because a man's house is his place of most secure refuge, it ought surely to be deemed more atrocious to destroy a fetus in the womb before it has come to light. In fact, numerous such quotes can be pulled out from people and Christians in church history, just like this one from the Didache, the most ancient Christian manual outside of the New Testament, which says these words, you shall love your neighbor more than your own life. You shall not abort a child, nor again commit infanticide. One of the things that you learn from church history is that early Christians had a practice of rescuing discarded babies left out for exposure. It was a practice of the pagan Roman world. And Christians went on to make the first orphanages because of how they valued life. Friends, you and I should do the same. We should stand up for the rights of the unborn. And our lives should stand in contrast to the practices of paganism that we see all around us every day. Again, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I'm saying this to strike a moral chord in your heart. If you have had an abortion, Or if you have partaken in an abortion, either as a doctor or as a man encouraging your girlfriend or wife to do such, I want to encourage you today that God forgives and God loves and God heals. God cares about you. This is about what should we allow in our culture so that other people don't go down this same path and have to deal with these emotional effects This is about establishing and creating a culture where life is valued, a culture in which people can come to know and experience the healing of Jesus Christ in their lives. This is not a ministry of condemnation. It is a ministry that seeks to preach the good news to people so that they can experience God's true life. That life is built upon the choices that we make each day And every day, even as professing Christians, we still need to do the right thing every day to remain in God's presence and experience his blessings in our lives. And we, of all people, should understand the importance of our own responsibility in this world because we are the light of this world, and we need to help those around us, especially the lives of the innocent.
1: The way I feel about it is this: Christians can come alongside these women that say that they got pregnant whatever way they got pregnant, and they don't want the child, but they could uh, adopt the child uh, if they would like. They can also uh, give monies to different organizations that are out there that will help uh, women that are uh, unmarried or married that are going to have a child. Uh, they, they will help pay for different things. They will help them go to the doctor. There's a lot of different organizations to where they can come and they can help you. And a Christian church should try to reach out to anyone that's uh, having a problem with this situation, whether married or unmarried, and try to help that woman along with taking care of the child. And if you go back into like the 20s, 1920s, there were women that would actually have a baby, and they put it in a basket. They put it on somebody's doorstep or the doorstep of a church, and they would leave the baby there, or they would go tell the priest, there's a basket on by the door, and they would walk away, and here would be a baby. My aunt was actually one of those babies in a basket, and my grandmother was working in the church, and she did a lot of work making stuff up for the church and so on. And this lady come in and said that there's a basket at the door, and I think there's a baby in it. Well, they couldn't link her to the baby because she never said she was. But my grandmother went out, and it was one of those crisp days. You know, it wasn't warm, and there was a baby in a basket. And she took it in, and they adopted it, which became my aunt. And my aunt, I asked her, I said, did you ever want to look for your birth mother or father? Or And she said, no. She said, I never wanted to look for him because – Your grandmother and grandfather are my parents. And the thing of it is, they couldn't afford to take care of the baby. The woman was married, but she couldn't afford to take care of the baby. And that's what she told the priest. She says, I think somebody put this here. They can't afford to take care of it. So they took it as the woman saying she couldn't take care of it. And this is why we need uh, people to step up and step out and try to help these women because, I don't want them to feel that they're out there all by themselves and it's married or unmarried. There's so many people that want to adopt. that their children not out there enough to adopt them. Don't feel disheartened. Don't feel like, Oh man, I messed up. I got to go get an abortion. You don't have to do that. Things happen. Mistakes happen. We all make mistakes. There ain't one of us that don't make a mistake. All right. You made a mistake. Find a solution that would benefit you and the child that you're going to have. And, I'm pretty sure you. if you go to your local church and ask them, if they can't help you, they'll send you to somebody that will.
0: And so this is the message that we wanted to get across to you today. And what I really want you to think about, we do not want to add to your guilt. We do not want to do anything that would make you feel a spirit of condemnation. The truth of the matter is, each and every one of us as American citizens are contributing to this problem each and every day. And we are all sinners. But the good news of the gospel is that in Jesus, there is forgiveness. And in Jesus, we are called to a better way of life. A life that is free from guilt. And that's what God wants for you. That's what I believe he has called you to. And what I want you to receive. And why I want you to reconsider, if you haven't already, your views on what shouldn't even be a controversial topic. God values life because he created it all the way in the beginning. And he told our first parents in the garden to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, he wanted us to have lots of babies. If you have had an abortion, God can forgive you and God can heal you. And I believe you will even one day see your unborn child in heaven with resurrected bodies. How incredible is that? But the only way to live guilt-free here and now and to know that we're helping other people is to legislate against this practice in some way. So as a Christian, as somebody who identifies with the name of Jesus, I want you to think about these things because I know that God has better for you and he has better plans for this world. If we will be obedient to him and do what's right, not just what's convenient in our communities. Friend, as a human being, you have a responsibility to this world and to future generations to do the right thing. And that's what I'm believing you'll do in your voting booth. Vote for life because God loved you so much that he spared your life when he could have taken it. And I wouldn't be a pastor without offering you an opportunity to know that you are in a relationship with the one true God and his son, Jesus. All you have to do is say this prayer. When you express your faith in him, that's all that God requires is faith. Then he will make his home in your heart through the person of the Holy Spirit. Say with me right now, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I need a savior. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again three days later. I ask that you come into my life and change me on the inside. Make me born again so that I can live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. You are a child of God, and we rejoice with you. Now go out there, and while you're living for Jesus, stand up for the lives of the unborn, because you have been born again. Love you. Thank you.